I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Voltorb. Voltorb is the 100th Pokémon in the Pokédex, and is strangely meta for a monster introduced in the first generation of games. If Voltorb were revealed among a later batch of beasties, it would probably get a lot of stick for being a lazy design. Voltorb is a Pokéball with a face. An angry face, too. Like a mimic in a classic RPG, disguising itself as a treasure chest and chomping on unsuspecting adventurers, Voltorb appears to be a harmless Pokéball until one picks it up and gets a nasty surprise. In the video games, any and all items found in the overworld are represented by Pokéballs. What with the game's origins in Japanese gachapon prizes, it makes a certain sense that these capsules are the universal way of storing things. It certainly makes more sense that people mistake a Voltorb for a larger item-holding form of capsule than for a Pokéball. Voltorb is five times the size of even the largest depiction of a Pokéball. Voltorb's name comes from a combination of Volt and Orb, and the Japanese name, Biriridama, is similar, a combination of Biribiri, the onomatopoeia of electric shop, and Tama, meaning sphere. In terms of the design, it's very clear that Voltorb is inspired by the Pokéball. In the actual in-game lore, however, the relationship is a little strange. The Pokédex is only vague on the actual origin of Voltorb, saying things like, It was discovered when Pokéballs were introduced. It is said that there is some connection. During the study of this Pokémon, it was discovered that its components are not found in nature. Voltorb was first sighted at a company that manufactures Pokéballs. The link between that sighting and the fact that this Pokémon looks very similar to a Pokéball remains a mystery. Voltorb is extremely sensitive. It explodes at the slightest of shocks. It is rumoured that it was first created when a Pokéball was exposed to a powerful pulse of energy. In the English versions of Pokémon HeartGold and SoulSilver, the classic slot machines in the game corner were replaced with a new minigame called Voltorb Flip, a kind of mixture of Minesweeper and Picross. This game was introduced to replace the problematic gambling elements. Nonetheless, my friend and colleague Matt Comagis found himself just as addicted to Voltorb Flip as anyone has ever been to the slot machines or the pachinko. It's the Anarchist Pokémon! We're a 40-year-old man who's probably a little too old to have gotten into Pokémon recounts his feeble attempts to do so. Dig it, G! So here I am walking through midnight rice fields in the Shinshu region of Japan, talking a little bit about Pokemon. Now, I'm 40 now. Uh, I remember being 18 years old, going to see that South Park movie and get my dirty laughs. And we saw the Pokemon movie poster on the wall and had a few giggles because many of the patrons in the South Park movie had been buying uh, tickets for Pokemon. Let's, let's jump ahead 10 years, uh, 2009 or so. Uh, I'd gotten my, my nice Nintendo DS, the LL size, and I needed some games to play, and uh, you know, Pokemon had a reputation by then, and Heart Gold was having its big release, so I bought it, I started to play it, and you know what, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I made a few uh, changes to my team of Pokemon, and, and it was uh, a very fun, groovy, uh, RPG experience, and then I got to one of the cities, and I, I walked into one of the casinos. 
And I started to play one of the games. I think it was about guessing uh, how many points were on a certain line. And I had a, a grand time playing it. And as I did that, I got into some other JRPGs. I played, honestly, most of them on the DS. I got through my Dragon Quests, my Final Fantasies. I did my Chrono Trigger. I even did weird ones like Magical Star Sign and Gods of Olympus. And sometimes I'd go back and I'd start gambling again in that Pokemon Casino. Two years went by and I played so many JRPGs when I was on the train or the crapper. And finally I got the thought, let's leave the casino. Let's, let's, let's get some Pokemon, let's catch them. I walked out and I did not remember at all how to play the game. I got my butt kicked in a few of those battles and I walked back into the casino. Casino, excuse me. I walked back into the casino. I played a few more rounds of my favorite gambling game and I don't think I've touched Heart Gold since. Uh, it looks like a fantastic game. I did have my thrills playing it, but I am a loser at Pokemon Heart Gold. You've been listening to the Anarchist Pokemon. Please send all hate mail to Luke, who loves Pokemon. At level 30, Voltorb gets flipped turned upside down and evolves into Electrode. Electrode's simple design looks even more like a standard gacha ball than a Pokeball. It's huge and goofy, but it does have a certain charm. In Japan, the Pokemon Company released musical raps about how to draw Pokemon, and Electrodes was the simplest of all. It more or less translated to draw a circle, crack it in half, colour in the bottom half. Electrode is most famous for being even more explodey than Voltorb. While Voltorb's Pokedex entries said it might explode if provoked, Electrodes will sometimes just explode just to amuse themselves. Electrode's infamy as an explosive monster led to a famous hypothetical ruined game scenario. Saving a game at the Elite Four with only an Electrode which knows explode could trap a player indefinitely. As with other soft locks I've mentioned, this is explored excellently on Picasprey's YouTube channel, where he escapes through some ingenious application of the HM Move Flash. The word Electrode is actually a piece of electrical equipment though I think in the Pokemon's case it's merely a combination of electric and explode. Far more fun is the Mandarin Chinese name, Wanipadan, which translates to Naughty Bomb. Friend of the show Andrew Rice had this to say about the Naughty Bomb electrode. What's up Luke Lost Pokemon? I'm here today to talk about disappointment. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about disappointment? I mean, it's a perfectly fine Tuesday. Um, we've all recently celebrated days off, probably for some reason or the other. Um, I know obviously Labour Day was not long ago, and May Day in Britain. So it's, uh, it's, all, it's all kicking off as far as the uh, the days off go. But um, that's not what we're disappointed about. We're disappointed because we've been wandering around checking out some items that have been left on the floor by you know 
by some strangers and you go oh look there's a pokeball i can't wait to get one of those it's been it's been a while running a bit low save me a bit of money next time i'm in town you go to pick it up and that ain't no pokeball that is a voltorb now i don't know about you but um when i go to pick up a nice pokeball i think of the possibilities for the future about what what this could one day be for my team but then when i pick up a pokemon and it, it's all electric-y and you know threatening to explode in my hands i don't appreciate that so uh stay careful out there kids if you're gonna pick something up make sure it is an item that randomly looks like a pokeball even though it's not a pokeball half the time um and, and not a vault and composer for the show, Jonathan Cromie, got in touch with this. Hello, Luke Loves Pokemon. It's me, Jonathan, the composer for the show. I wanted to talk a little bit about Voltorb and Electrode because they are simultaneously great arguments for Generation 1 Pokemon designs being no better than the others. And also not because for all that they're sort of really simple inanimate objects, overly simple, you know, they are spheres with two colours on and a face. They also managed to capture so much, I don't know, character that some of the later ones lack. Um, you know, Voltorb is literally almost bursting with anger. Meanwhile, Electrode is smug and knows that you've blundered into a tra trap and is about to go boob in your face and is about to love every moment of it. Uh, the odd thing is that these the sprites, they don't always convey as much information so you, as much personality so you only really get that if you play po played Pokemon Colosseum back in the day or Pokemon uh, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Stadia um, so it's interesting you've got all that character coming through but uh, not unless you've got the 3D games uh, so in short are Voltorb and Electrode better than some of the later gen inanimate object Pokemon yes and maybe also no People are often keen to complain about Voltorb being overly simple or uninspired. Personally, as a big Dark Souls fan, I have a lot of time for any kind of mimic monster. Long may Voltorb detonate and infuriate. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is by Jonathan Cromie, and artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you're enjoying Luke Loves Pokemon, and you haven't already, please head on over to the Twitter and Facebook pages, which can both be found at Luke Loves PKMN. From there, you can see new episodes, rate and review the show, like and subscribe on YouTube, and support the show on Patreon, or get in contact about the next Pokemon we'll be covering, Execute and Cubo. I'd love to hear from you about any monster, so please say hi. I've got big plans for Luke Plus Pokemon later in 2019, and I hope you'll all join me for the ride. I love Voltorb. And remember, I love you too. <laughs>